It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Bottom. Happy belated Father's Day, John, five times over. <laughs> well, two of them to you, then. <laughs> right, exactly. What's going on, man? Did you have a good weekend? We did. Uh, we were, we found a, and I want to I want to pitch this, uh, United Heroes League, and um uh, We'll try making donations to them uh, as we can, but it's a uh, organization. It's a five hundred one c three, three or four, in Hastings, Minnesota. It's a nice little place uh, south of the Twin Cities, uh, south yep, of the. I, I, me, I did an adventure race with uh, uh, Rentmeester and his wife there one time. Okay, it's about so it's like the third layer away. Right, you you know the Twin Cities, you know like the first layer of suburbs to the south is like Bloomington, Eden. Prairie, Edina, Minnetonka, and then below that's like Burnsville, Prior Lake, Shakopee. Te- technically, the technically the exurbs. John, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the second tier. Hastings is down just below, like you know, Burnsville, Apple Valley area. There, it's so. like right across from River Falls and Pepin. Yep. For anybody who's uh, familiar with the, I think it's actually right across the river from Pepin, if not close. So. Okay. Uh, it's where the it's where the uh, Mississippi River meets the Saint Croix. Croix River. Yeah. So. Uh, we went over there because uh, this this organization called United Heroes League uh, gives uh, free sporting equipment, mostly hockey stuff, because that's what they have the most of, because it's Hastings. Uh, and they give out free sporting equipment to veterans and family of veterans. So I got uh, a full set of hockey gear for my my fourth child, my son Jacob. Uh, nice. So yeah, I- including also goalie pads because he's going to want to try for goalie this year uh they didn't really use goalies in the last year he was in uh but he could have a chance some this year as they start using goalies more but goalie pads for nothing uh so it's a fantastic organization to be able to do stuff like that they also have some baseball and football stuff and other things mm-hmm. um but they primarily have hockey gear uh, he got skates for crying out loud uh, Jeez Louise. Yeah, free brand new stick. Uh, I mean, skates and stuff like that are used and people donate. Um, but wow. yeah, it, it's fantastic. And it's a wonderful organization to use. Uh, also in our other pitch for people who are not paying us to pitch for them, uh, GovX helped both you and I this weekend. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. hundred percent. They did. They helped you out with where, where'd you go? Sorry. I forgot. Uh, we were at the mall of America on oh, Sunday yeah. and we got the, we got 25% off on the, full day wristband passes so we did all the roller coasters and a bunch of the other stuff what do um, they call it i was camp stoopy when i was growing up but i know it's it not is that anymore. nickelodeon universe now at mall of oh, america okay so it's all nickelodeon themed stuff so it's i mean it's basically the same rides but yeah we went around did some other things ate and then came back did more rides um spent the whole afternoon there it was fantastic and for 25 percent off it's you know it's as if one of them got in for free Right. Um, yeah, no, GovX is yeah, great well, if you're a yeah, veteran. Especially when there's five of them like you have. Yes, yeah. that is one for free. Excellent. Yeah, so it's great for, for veterans. Uh, if you ever if you have a DD-214, uh, it's GovX, G-O-V-X.com, and they have uh, links to just reduce stuff for everybody, including, as Aaron can tell you, sporting tickets. 
Yeah, no, and uh, the Brewers are real good on Sundays about giving out free tickets to veterans anyways. If you're a veteran, you roll up to the Brewers box office. All you have to do is produce your uh, military ID, I believe. Yeah, or DD-214. Either or one. Or 214, and uh, you'll get a, two tickets? Two tickets. I mean, it's just and, as and available. The abil- but, and yeah. the ability to buy adjacent tickets uh, for half off as well, if you have more than two people. Um, but... And, and and most of those are going to those are going to be your upper 400 level seats too which that's fine you know the free yeah. tickets gets you in the game and there's less standing room so if you're willing to do that you know get in there get that standing room there's lots of places down in the 102 hundreds as long as you don't mind standing you can see the game great yeah. and they have counters right there for you but if you go to GovX, what you can do is they have select seats throughout the stadium in the 100s and 200s and 300s that you can yeah. get half off on sundays so me and Andrew sat in the Loge uh, 208 section, which is uh, second layer, second level right behind first base. And uh, that's fall ball central there. Uh, I've never caught a fall ball uh, at a game, and I was close twice yesterday because that's right <laughs> in shank territory. So get yourself 208 or vice versa on the opposite side because that's where the all the ones that make it over the net go. So. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah, so no, they were great. And ever since we've had kids, I've always been up in the 400s. And it's, you know, for a, a, a seat snob like I uh, always used to be, I was always first row, whatever. You know, like I said, my 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 uh, my family man uh, seat snob now is the front row of the 400s. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, since we've had kids, we've always been in the 400s because you can't keep them in their seats more than two, three innings. Well, now they're getting a little bit older. Andrew stayed in his seat for eight straight innings yesterday, except for going to get custard at one point. So we had to go up and go to the bathroom, go to custard. We missed uh, part of the fourth inning, right? And that was it. And that was like for necessity stuff, like food and going to the bathroom and not just going and riding that slide down the kids' area anymore. So, um, yeah, no, GovX uh, and those tickets were 20 bucks a piece, and that was half off. So Jeez. those are $40 seats. Like, it's half off on Sundays through GovX. So get on there. Yeah. I mean, there's if you're a veteran, get on there. Make sure you're using that because it's a privilege to you. And don't feel like you're stealing because it's there for a reason. They want you to use it. You earned it. Do it. Yeah. I'm seeing, like, they have tickets right now for the July 4th game against the Cubs. 50% mm-hmm. off. So, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to go. But, I mean. It's cool. All right. Anyways, we have a couple of things to talk about this week. I, I guess. could probably do that instead of getting another fireworks fine. That'd be great. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> Sounds good. Anyhow. All right, man. Well, well, we'll talk about the little bit that we do have this week, uh, and we'll kick everything off in just a second, I guess. But we, we do want to mention we are still on Twitter. We continue to put out stuff on Twitter. If you've been following us, you know we have. We've had a couple things to say this week, but yes, uh, you can follow uh, the show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And Aaron, I know they can find you because I found you. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, along with all the Bears fans that I'm currently going after over the <laughs> thing we're about to talk about with Jordan Love. Perfect. Well, let's get right into that then, and we'll talk about that in the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. <laughs> Starting things off with the main event. All right. As Aaron mentioned, we do have one little Packer story, and it's just because it's incredibly dumb. Uh, Jordan Love is in France doing a throwing academy workout thing, wherever like that that he's doing. I guess Deshaun Watson's there as well, and Justin Fields is there. 
or was going to be there. I guess he canceled. So there were Bears fans there who had been hoping to see Justin Fields, but Justin Fields canceled last minute and did not go. And mm. one of Inter- them. Interesting. Right, interesting. I mean, it doesn't matter. Things come up. I don't, I'm not holding on against him. He just didn't go. And so there were some Bears fans there. One of them handed Jordan Love his phone and said, could you please just wish a happy Father's Day to all the French Bears fans? And instead, Jordan Love wished a happy Father's Day to all Bears fans. And everybody lost their mind because even though the poster included the context of what was happening here, everybody reposted it without the context because whatever. They, and they've been acting like Jordan Love was trying to troll Bears fans but was too dumb to get it right. No, he was being incredibly kind to Bears fans and to a specific, to a, to, to a specific Bear fan one. who he was doing it on his phone. Yeah, it was a kind gesture he was doing because a guy asked him to do it, and he did. And it's like, yeah, could you help me out? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Let me do something kind for a fan of an opposing team. Mm-hmm. This is a week after, or shortly after, what's his face? I don't even know his name. Uh, he's, in fact, the lowest rated defensive tackle on the Chicago Bears. Uh, and not really a player said like something. Justin else. Jones or something like that. I is think that that's right. Yeah. I guess a JJ. JJ. It's JJ. Yeah. Because. I think now Chiefs Head TV is selling a Who is Justin Jones shirt uh, mm. because he said Packers fans are the stupidest fans of football. And then I, of course, retweeted that um, they did a there's a gambling site that did a whole um, algorithm. They went through, checked all social media for sports fans and found that the Bears are 31st in terms of intelligence and Packers fans were fifth, which is amazing. I mean, because that just means the sort of fans that are on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, Instagram doing stuff, which are, you know, not always the highest representation of your fan base, but Bears fans among the worst. um, Vikings were 29th, I believe. uh, (laughs) So, yeah, way down there for both of them. Actually would have thought Chicago Bears would have been way higher because my experience is Bears fans are fairly generally, you know, knowledgeable about football. Yeah, but you're talking about your Big Ten Bears fans, like from Northwestern and stuff like that, or Bears fans that went to UW who have mm-hmm. some brains. There's all of South Chicago, the the suburbs, and all that stuff too. You know that you have to comp that you have to deal with on a regular basis. Like, I mean, I I, I know some dumb Chicago people. I know some really smart <laughs> Chicago people too. Some of the smartest people I know on planet Earth are from Chicago. You know, and they made it there. That's why they're because they're so smart. But uh, no, I'm coming to realize that there's a lot of dumb people in the suburbs. Hey, I've taken the metro in on a Sunday before a Cubs game. Okay. From Lagrange Park into the inner city with all the people coming in from Aurora, who are 0.25 at 10 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> okay. and they're taking the metro in from Aurora to get on the red line to go up to Wrigley and the game hasn't even started yet. It's not, it's three hours out and they are 0.25 falling down over top of each other, smoking weed inside the Metro. And uh, yeah, that's Chicago right there. Get it. Oh, did uh, you see, I put something on, I did put something on uh, as long as we're railing on Illinois right now. Yeah, uh, I was at a hotel on Saturday night. We went, me and my son went to uh, Saturday and Sunday Pirates Brewers games great decision by the way absolutely <laughs> wonderful two of the best baseball games i've ever been to in my life um i found a corvette uh with illinois plates that was intentionally straddling the two parking spots just to you know assert his dominance over the parking lot 
And then uh, I'm like, well, if this doesn't sum up Chicago, Illinois in a, you know, a single picture. And then a Honda, then a Honda Fit managed to fit its way into that little bit of space that was left. <laughs> Made it impossible <laughs> to get inside that driver's side door of that Corvette. <laughs> it's fantastic. Nice. I love it. Well, we want to talk about it. Was, it, was, it was blue on blue crime, though. So it was Illinois on Illinois. So. <laughs> We, well, let's let's kind of you've given me a perfect segue and I'd like to pretend we planned that. Uh, so let's just go ahead and pretend we planned that because um, I guess the driver for the Pirates, as they came from they were playing in Chicago and then drove to Milwaukee on a bus, um, mm-hmm. they were stopped on their way because their driver was intoxicated. He was That's arrested fantastic. still in Illinois, so he didn't get far. Um, it's not a long and drive to Milwaukee. He was from Wisconsin. Incorrect. He was from North Carolina. So stuff that in your pipes. Yeah, he was from North Carolina. Not an employee of the Pirates either. They want to let you know they contracted for a bus to drive them. The bus driver was stopped. He was was he seventy two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he had he had the sort of name that you're like that's not a real person's name. I don't believe this. Um, I sent it to Aaron so I can just check it quickly. Uh, he uh, sixty one. I'm sorry. He was sixty one. Ronald Funderburk. Thunderbird. Um, then that's, but no, he was pulled over, uh, displayed apparently multiple signs of impairment, which means that they, well, they run you through the standardized field sobriety test. They're not called clues necessarily, but they are indicators of impairment. Yes. They, so he showed indicators. And then uh, apparently also they needed an ambulance because they were concerned he was having a medical emergency as well. And they wanted, again, make sure you know he is not affiliated with the Pirates. They are horrified that their team is on a bus. I mean, this is a large bus. That is a busy area. It is not a long drive. But, yes, it was Illinois State Police uh, made the the arrest, I guess, because... 90, 94 up yeah. from Chicago to Milwaukee is no joke. Uh, I live on 3990, which through Janesville isn't so bad, but there's parts that stink. That 94 corridor between Chicago and Illinois is an absolute nightmare. It's it's up there with uh, a lot of places in California. So, Jeez, yeah. Well, I had to. I, when we stayed at the Hampton Inn down by the airport between uh, games at night, and uh, um, yeah, I had to drive that 894, 43... No, 40, 43, 41. Anyways, yeah, that 94 stretch, that's that's a hard stretch, man. <laughs> it's a lot of traffic. Jeez. You can't, you don't, you can't yeah. be 0.25 rolling through there, man. No, so. it's terrible. So it's, it's just a it's a bad, bad day. You can't be having any of that kind of nonsense. So, yeah, that was a... Especially, especially when a Maserati rolls by at uh, 180 miles an hour on a regular basis, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not okay. So... At least nobody's hurt. It, it's a weird story because you don't hear this, that a professional team has a guy. You don't hear that bus drivers particularly are involved. They usually don't like take this. buses from place to place. But honestly, like, what's, is it, is it, because they don't even, they don't fly. even, they don't even drive from Minneapolis to Green Bay or Chicago to Green Bay. They all fly for NFL games and everything else like that. But Chicago to Milwaukee, it's not worth it to get on a plane. Yeah. It's an hour and a half bus ride, or you go to the airport, sit around. Yeah, you can get there faster on a bus. So, I mean, I guess I'm guessing that they bus more out east, like between like Baltimore and New York and Philadelphia. Yeah, when you got close stuff like that, it doesn't pay to fly because it'll take longer. 
you right, know, exactly. to get up and through it. Yeah. BS. Yeah. So it's better out because you got to get on a coach bus anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, but we don't hear a lot of coach busing up here. Yeah. Because uh, rarely is a team outside of Chicago coming up to Milwaukee or Milwaukee going down to Chicago on a bus. Just so yeah. happens the Pirates were close by. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, by the way, seg- segueing off that, um, the ahead. Pirates still have the best uniforms at baseball. They're... I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now they don't they have were, the pillbox they, hat. They were in their blacks on uh, Saturday. Their black tops with the yellow, so okay. sharp. Yeah, God, it's, it's such year. a sharp. And, and anyone who wants to say the Chicago White Sox, the Chicago White Sox uh, stole their. It's not even new anymore. It's thirty years old. But that new look that the Chicago White Sox have, that is a straight ripoff of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, and if you roll back to Pittsburgh Pirates in the seventies, the Dave Parker days with those hats with the stripes, my God. <laughs> Pittsburgh's got some unique uniform stuff going on, kind of like how Milwaukee does, too, because Marquette used to have some really awesome basketball jerseys back in the day. But in between the Bumblebee football uniforms of the Pittsburgh Steelers and just the general cleanness <laughs> and the black, white, and yellow of the Pittsburgh Pirates uniforms. Yeah, basically all the Pirates team, all the uh, Pittsburgh teams are, are black and yellow, right? Like they got... Pirates, yeah, Steelers, Penguins, Penguins. Are too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like all, except yeah, for Pitt. and uh, well, I mean Marquette and Milwaukee, the Marquette and Brewers are both uh, blue and yellow and white technically, mm-hmm. but that's pretty close. Um, the the Bucks do have a blue uniform set, but uh, um, yeah, no, I uh, it, it, I love it. Andrew. Andrew might be becoming a Pittsburgh Pirates fan oh. after this weekend, which is not good because they lost twice. But he's obsessed. Well, he's actually obsessed with. He wants the pirates and the brewers to join forces. Okay. To to, to annihilate the cardinals. So far, it's working. I mean, like they're both separately I'm doing not, it. Yeah. I, if he wants to be a pirates fan, so that happens, that's fine. I'm okay with that. All the pirates fans that were sitting around us were a okay with that too, as he was telling <laughs> that story to everybody. He wanted the brewers and pirates to unite forces to take out the cardinals, and I, I don't think anyone had a problem with it. Yeah, because everybody there has dealt with Cardinals fans, right? But uh, on Sunday too, the the Pirates played in their in their Sunday grays. God, those they're just they're just sharp outfits, man. Yeah. Like, I thought I thought that one the first time I went to a Yankees game at Yankee Stadium. I'm like, it's just it's classic. It's a classic yeah. uniform. You don't mess around. With, that's why I like the Twins. Uh, the TC. That's why what, not the new ones. Stop messing around with it. <laughs> They've got those new stupid, they almost look like Marlins helmets. Stop it. Stop oh. it. Stop it. Stop it. The Brewers have a continually uh, rotating, you know, uh, logos and stuff like that. They had the M for a while. They had the Barley for a while, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, the Brewers are always, but the Brewers came back to the the, the, the glove. But now they have um, the Sunday Blues, too. You yeah. know, the Bruce, the Bruce City ones. Yeah. Um, but, nice. um yeah, the Twins, man. The Twins outfits are clean, too, and they look like the Yankees, and now they're jerking around with them. Stop it. Paul Lucas would love this conversation. First, when we were growing up, too, the Twins generally had the, the M on their hats. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the TC. It's nice, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, either one's fine. Uh, but, I mean, the biggest thing in terms of actual things that happened is the Twins sweep the Brewers in two. And, yeah. man, that, that Tuesday game was the worst because the Brewers got out ahead, they were leading basically the whole way, and then 
Williams, I mean, like, I even knocked on wood because they even announced it during the game. They're like, Williams has the lowest ERA of any qualifying reliever in baseball. And then he gives up the, the I mean, <laughs> was it 5-2? Either way, just, and gives up the home run from 5-all to make it 7. You know, so they walk it off uh, just, just to make it the worst possible way to end that game. Because uh, they could have just, I mean, just a hit, they lose by one, but no, they lose by two because he gives up the, the full-on thing. Worst outing he's had in forever, basically forever. Uh, it's the, It was just a really sad way to lose that game. Uh, and and it was, just, I don't know, it was a super hard watch to watch it all fall apart at the end there because he has had such a good year. Uh, Williams has played great. He has done a good job this year. He's been a fantastic closer. Uh, but, yeah, just... That game completely got away from him at the end there, and it just fell apart. Uh, Twins take the next game four to two. I think the Brewers got out early that one too, and then just watched the lead go. And it was just, yeah, no. The Twins got a lot of guys who can hit up and down that that order. They just this is another one of those sets where the Brewers play at the level of their opponents. They came in against a, a Twins team that was five hundred, and then lost them both. Uh, Twins are on top of their division. Brewers fell down, but then they get this series that you saw, you know, two thirds of that series where the Brewers. We almost went on Friday night, too. It was just, I yeah. felt like it'd be just a little bit too much, especially with coming off AT on Friday. Right. And and summer school for the kids because that was a seven o'clock game. So that would have been a little bit rough <laughs> uh, rolling into uh, the well, weekend with the. Even though the game was only like two hours and 10 minutes long, I heard. Yeah. So, I mean, they just, this was a much better, like, this was one where. The Brewers did the opposite. You know, they well, I guess, you know they get uh, they get three early. Uh, they give up one. They give up you know a couple there, and they get they get down a couple late. Almost give up that game too, but hold on for that that five to four win on mm-hmm. Friday. But yeah, no, they were up early. I mean, at one point they're up five to two, and then they give up two more in the seventh, and then hold on and shut them down for the rest of that game. But just finding ways to keep it keep it close um this these games actually like the pitching we've gotten out of some of these guys you didn't necessarily expect uh Tehran, uh Hulu Tehran has played fantastic actually his like last four or five starts have all been good I think they're all quality starts mm. um he had another good one this game uh Miley came out Wade Miley came out and had a, had a nice nice game yeah he, uh, he even got the win and was the five nothing shutout yeah, no. Uh, um, yeah. That's one thing about being at the Brewers games. Unless you're like actively there and keeping score, and you have a small child, it's not the best way to see a game. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're better watching it on TV or listening to Euchre if you want to know what's actually going on. So, because there's so much other stuff, and you're talking to the people around you. But uh, no, Miley was uh, he was on Saturday, man. He really was. The, yeah. the Pirates were really shut down. And I and I, I do maybe maybe there's some credit needs to go to that drunk driver for throwing them off their game for the weekend. I don't know. Maybe. Well, sometimes it depends on kind of when you catch people and when you're playing them too. Because uh, I mean, the Brewers have actually played kind of the hardest part of their schedule. Well, up through the next couple of days here. <laughs> Minus already. the A's. That was that was Yeah, bad. the A's one is such that, a weird that, one. That, 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 that's gonna be a hard one to eat at the end of the year if you lose the division by one game. Right. Yeah. When you got swept by the worst team in, in the game. Um in yeah. the history of, in the history of baseball potentially until they Possibly. swept you. Well then they then they beat the I think they took 
two more against the Rays after they beat us. Mm-hmm. They're like suddenly the yeah, hottest team in five, baseball. They had a six-game winning streak going on. Um, that Saturday, that Saturday game though. Um, so Luis Urias is back in the lineup now, and he's batting maybe a hundred. You know, since yeah. he's been back. Uh, however, comma, uh, let me pull it up here. Wooded, wooded dong. I got it. If you if you don't have wooded dong on Twitter, yeah, it, it's an automated uh, Twitter account that records every home run that is hit in baseball. Yeah, and then tells you whether or not it would have hit. In other parks, how many parks it would have been a home run in? Right, and and, yeah. and in case they like hit a double or something like that, because we'll get to this one on the next game with Tapia too. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, um, Tapia, God, Tapia missed by about a foot. It was Perkins, yeah. Blake Perkins versus uh, Jose Hernandez two days ago. It was one of those home runs when you're in the stadium, no one's cheering because he hit it, and you're like, oh, it's a line drive. Oh, it's a long. Oh, oh, it's a really long line drive, and it landed <laughs> and it went over the fence by about ten feet. But it never made it over 30 feet in the air. And actually, yeah, uh, Wooda Dong had it at a, a only 127 uh, for miles per hour, but the launch really? angle was only, was only 25 degrees with a projected dif- distance of uh, four, 423. So, I mean, it was a shot, but, like, nobody cheered until it was gone. It's, one of the, <laughs> it's like a Vogel, Vogel back home run. If you <laughs> Just so. a straight rope. Just Surprised rope. that the... The miles per hour is so low then. That's interesting. I know, right? Well, it didn't look like anything except it was just a shot. Like, it was a good crack. Like, it's one of those ones where, like, not paying attention. Again, at the baseball game, being live versus, you know, watching, you hear a crack and you look, you know, if you're not paying attention. And all of a sudden there's a ball sailing and you're like, oh, that's going to be a double? You know, like, you're not even sure. And then all of a sudden it's out of the park. Holy smokes. Like, he, he rocketed that thing out of there. Yeah. Yeah, the, the two Weimer continues to, to play fairly well recently. He's up to 10 home runs. He's second on the team, um, which gets us into one of the other major points of the problems we're looking at here is that Weimer's been catching slowly uh, Tellez because Tellez isn't hitting for anything right now. Uh, Tellez had a double on Saturday, and that was about it. Yeah, he hasn't had a home run in quite a while. He was up to 12 pretty quickly. He did. He was looking good. Um, I mean, his, his fielding is still fine. Um, so at so at twelve two, that's a problem. So yeah, just not not hitting frequently, I guess at this point. He's a lot of grumbling, a, a lot of grumblings about uh, Roddy Telez in the stadium. So. Oh, I I mean I think he'll turn it around at some point. Uh, luckily, Yelich continues to bat well. He's got a currently I think a twelve game uh, on base streak going. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit a triple today in a losing effort against Arizona. Uh, a terrible losing effort. Where, like I was saying, after having these games where we had Teheran and Miley and I forget who pitched the other day was Freddie. Uh, Freddie Pruitt. Oh yeah, Freddie. Freddie. Six solid innings. He only gave up. He gave yeah. up that two run shot in like the second inning, and That's then right. after that, that was about it. So Freddie's good that. every other outing. It looks like like he got yeah. rocked by the Athletics, but uh, the one before that, he had a he had a uh, quality start. I think it was mm-hmm. two. Two over six again. Uh, this one was two over six. Well, and, and again, just like and just like uh, um, nine Ks and, and like, the two wins. Yeah, uh, just like um, Corbin Burns. Like you know, all I need is a little bit of run support. Like oh. dude gave up two runs, and in the third or fourth inning, uh, Contreras let off the inning with a triple. 
And of course it's the Brewers. So they didn't get him home, you know, like yeah. that was it, you know, and the only, the only run scored while, while Peralta was pitching was uh, the Elch let off with a double and uh, Winker moved him in um, at the end. Um, that Saturday game though had a very interesting eighth inning. That was, uh, that was pretty stellar. Um, and it was, uh, this is what I was going to bring up. Like if you don't have a wooded dong on Twitter, get it Yeah, because it's stuff like this. Like, so in the eighth, uh, the Brewers had a couple walks that started off. They started moving people around and then they brought up, uh, uh, Romel Tapia, uh, who is the newest brewer. Um, he's right fielder, big, tall kid. Um, good stroke. Um, very Ken Griffey junior esque kind of stroke to him. Uh, he took a ball about as far as you can without it being a home run. He, uh, with the bases loaded, it was a, it ended up being a sack fly. Bay caught it at the wall. It was uh, 104 miles an hour, 104.8, 35 degree launch angle, 402 was the distance, but, uh, that power rally in right field and at, uh, Miller Park is about 406 feet. Yeah, and so, Tapia had a two more against, you know, today, Monday night here against Arizona, where he put two more on the warning track. Right. He's and got so a nice swing. Says, and it says right here, too, so this is the best thing about uh, Wooded Dong. It wasn't even a home run, but it, it caught it. It would have been a home run in 10 of 30 ML bar, MLB bar, uh, 10 of 30 of the ballparks in the Major League Baseball, yeah. but just not that power alley in uh, – but yeah, so then uh, Urias came up, and uh, right after that, so honestly, they could have scored um, Contreras from second on that sack fly, because Bay hit the wall so hard, but they <laughs> held him up. Had that been anybody else, they might have sent him, uh, or had it been someone faster. But uh, then Ulysses Urias came up and uh, hit a six hole between uh, the <laughs> uh, third baseman and the shortstop, and uh, that was it. And that was the bottom of the eighth, and we left and went to the car and went home. It's great. And how did that single end up? You want to give that okay. part? So he got the single, but oh, it yeah. also ended the inning. It was a two-run single where he didn't get the second, but was also out. Like right. he got caught in a pickle, standing off a of first base. Well, he like, thought they were going to try and gun him down at home, and uh, they cut it off, and they caught him halfway between first and second. And he ran around long enough just to make sure that the run scored. But that was five to two, and then uh, yeah, uh, Father's Day at Miller or at Amfam Field. Um, with the boy, yeah, seventy-seven and sunny. It's fabulous. You can't. It was, it was two of the best baseball games I've ever right. been to in my life. So, and I am now on a ten-game winning streak. We gotta get you of, out there more. Going to Brewers games. So there it is. And you can get thirty-dollar tickets for uh, the Cubs game on July fourth, right now on GovX. So I'm just saying. I, I might. Or, I might. There are some $11 tickets, too. I oh, guess. of course there are. Oh, that's the best part. If you want to, you can always get Euchre seats for... I remember when they first opened the stadium, they have that statue of Euchre up there back behind the, the pivot for, oh, the, yeah, no, uh, for the roof. And I think they were $5 a piece. Yeah, I've, I've been up the, in those seats. Those are fun. For, for the obstructed view seats that are up there, because otherwise they're the only obstructed view. Yeah, so yeah. they have... Uh, in case you don't know what we're talking about, there's a statue of Bob Euchre up in the back row of four... 420, 425, whatever's directly behind home plate. Uh, and that, of course, is homage to his old Miller Lite commercials where he was like, oh, I must be in the front row. <laughs> Getting led out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the other, like the big things for the for right now with the Brewers are Corbin Burns was finally kind of turning that, that thing around because he started off really slowly this year. 
Um, he was having a, a rough go to start it off, um, but he's been slowly chipping away at that ERA. I think it was down to like a maybe a three two. Uh, he was he was getting back down to kind of manageable numbers. He had a couple good starts. He went eight innings against Baltimore, gave up nothing, only two hits over eight innings. Um, they came up against Minnesota, got another quality start. Uh, it's you know, seven, uh, pardon me, six innings and the three earned run, which is the limit for what is a quality start. Uh, but yeah, then he comes in and gives up seven over five against Arizona at home here, and that was a that's that just jumped his ERA back up. He's at like a three, was it three nine six? Yeah, three nine six right now. Uh, mm-hmm. 15 games, 15 starts. He's five and five. I don't worry about those. He has nine quality starts uh, over those 15 games, which is, I mean, that's good. Just he has a couple where he gets rocked. He's still only got a 1.15 whip. So he's coming around. Yeah, this is a bad, bad game. ERA is a little deceiving for, you know. Well, when you get rocked two or three times, it's bad. It's all it takes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you get it. You give a seven over five. That ERA is insane. I mean, that's yeah, you, you figure you double like going, it almost. It's not like going over five as a hitter because you play 160 games, well, 140 ish games, but nobody's Cal Ripken anymore. But you only pitch every five games, so yeah, yeah, you're right. But uh, but as long as we real, real question, real question on Burns, though, man, do they do they trade him off, man? I don't know. I think it will really depend on how the season goes. I don't think that they think they can win a World Series with this roster right now. With God no! I without mean, without it, Mitchell, without a lot of other things going on here. Yelich is finally on a tear, a little bit of a tear, and he's yeah. still only hitting two seventy one. I, I hit that up on Twitter earlier today too. I was like, someone's like, ah, Yelich leading the team with a two seventy one batting average, and my response is just like, I remember when we had two Hall of Famers on the team who both hit over three hundred. Like, can we get somebody over three hundred? Three hundred batting high, average means something again, other can than Arias. Can we can we all be get behind a rise here and right. like, hey, you know what? Baseball's exciting with men on base. Like, it's it's more fun. That Urias knocking in those runs in the bottom of the eighth with a single to score two dudes running to outrun the, that's more exciting than a home run. I'm sorry, it really is. <laughs> yeah, everyone's so addicted to the long ball. It's like heroin. Why? You don't have to get the big thing. Just chip away at it, man. Get people well, on base. That's what the Royals did to get theirs. That's I mean, that's what the that's what Houston does. Well, especially now yeah. without the um without having the uh the shift, it's way right. easier to, to hit more. Right. Uh, but yeah. No, I, I, mean, I think you, it, you are it, correct. You are correct. The shift eliminating the shift would did go a long way. Baseball made some really smart moves this year. That that pitch clock and the shift thing has made it more palatable now. Well, let's be clear. The reason that they got rid of the shift is to kill Kansas City and Milwaukee. Well, true. That is 100 That's why they did it, uh, because it was hurting the teams that paid to have these hitters um, do the things they want to do, and it, it was 100% to take away any advantage from teams that are trying to play smarter baseball by mm-hmm. guaranteeing that you're better off just having better players, because out-coaching people is not a thing that baseball wants you to do. Uh, that's just, right. But yeah. Well, and you know, the next thing that they could do is use a salary cap that like, yeah, they'll like, never do like, it. like football does and basketball kind of does. Yeah. And they you won't know? ever do it. The best part 
I guess the Reyes. And then, and then, and then that would make it fun. I mean, I don't know how the Rays keep doing what they're doing. No, they're they're a weird outlier, and they've you can't put them in any, and you can't compare them to anything anybody else does. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is they don't pay anybody. Like everybody who's mad, I mean, they don't pay anybody. They only do the math, and they keep people who are young, and they trade them as soon as they're going to get their payday. They do it every time, and it only works because they continually keep finding good guys and then coaching them well and they're able yeah. to, to get those things to work and that's a really hard thing to continue doing because you hire the wrong double a coach and you're screwed on that system no you draft exactly wrong for a year you're done you, you took it out of my mouth before i could even say it they have the best coaches at every single level all the way down to low a like yep and they're pulling these kids from everywhere and yeah they're the they're the best farm team for all the rich teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. LA and LA and the Dodgers and whoever else, you know, that, that's where, it's, they're, they're yeah. finding it. They're bringing it up, you know, but <laughs> I just, you mentioned arise and it, it just goes into arise. the uh, arise being the um, just feeding into that Minnesota mindset too, because oh, yeah. he's been a twin for <laughs> the last four years for no reason. Except to get a new pitcher. Which For the last just... four years, he's been a twin. He was sixth in Rookie of the Year in 2019. He was 13th in MVP last year. He was an all-star last year, and then they traded him away. I mean, last year he batted 316. Uh, on base, 375. He just had a 5-for-5 five five day today to jump back up to 400. So, I mean, he's having a, a heck of a run right now. But right. Uh, last year, yeah, 49 RBI, batting 316. That's still, I mean. For a leadoff hitter, that ain't yeah, bad. Yeah, that's good. Ricky, Hender Ricky Henderson would have taken Ricky Henderson numbers like that. Ricky Henderson would have taken that, except <laughs> he would have had a Ricky Henderson 140 steals, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> so That's exactly but, right, yeah. I said that, I said that perfectly, by the way. That's exactly <laughs> so, right. But no, I mean, uh, I mean, that's, uh, you're a leadoff hitter. You're not going to have, and that's part of the problem with Yelich being the leadoff hitter. He's supposed to be driving in runs, not be the leadoff hitter, you know. But uh, Arise is a perfect leadoff hitter, and they gave him up. He was the best talent on their team, the best young talent on their team, mm -hmm. and this... they gave him up for a middle of the road pitcher who's okay. He's an okay pitcher. He ain't bad, yeah. but you gave up a once in a lifetime talent. Yeah, it's just kind of it. It'll feed into that. It's mindset. the most Minnesota thing ever. Well, yeah, the most team that gave up David Ortiz because he wasn't a slap hitter. They were mad yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he wouldn't hit the ball to the opposite field. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, who, else, who else did they give away for free? I'm trying to even think. Because they gave away, they gave away OTs for free. Yeah, they. I think they just, they just kind of gave them away. They were just, they're like, no, we're we're a team that hits ground balls and he won't do it. And they're like, okay, right. In the meantime, then they dropped all that money into Mar Mauer, who was oh, who then went from. You gotta love Mauer though. With his with his numbers was. Hall of Fame catcher. Then they mm -hmm. moved him to first base, and then he was just an okay first baseman. Yeah. Right? And then they also dropped a bunch of money into Morneau, who was okay. Ah, he was good. Morneau was really good. Actually. He was good for West a while. He, he he kind was, of fell off good. quickly, too. He beat uh, uh, Justin Hamilton in that uh, in that legendary uh, home run derby. That was a fun Hamilton, one to watch, yeah. That was where good. Hamilton like launched 35 bombs in his side and then ended up losing to Morneau at the end, like 11 to 10, and Morneau was like, I don't even deserve this, man. It was <laughs> amazing, yes. Yes, but that they was... Gave away, gave away Ortiz. They gave away 
Oh, and then they and they they've dropped so much money into Buxton. Who's that other kid that they had who they just he couldn't keep his weight under control? I'm not sure. They had several guys. Who Either way, it's the most Minnesota thing ever. It's just like the Timberwolves drafting somebody right before Steph Curry or, <laughs> you know, whoever else, you know, like, yeah, it's just yeah. God, Minnesota sucks. So bad as uh, well. Except for the Lynx. Lynx are great. Lynx are great. Sharon uh, Reeves is awesome. She's one of the best coaches ever to coach uh, American basketball. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, now the Brewers drop below Cincinnati. Uh, they're still two and a half games up on Pittsburgh, but a half game back of Cincinnati, who is 38 and 35. Brewers 37 and 35. Two more games coming up against the the uh, Diamondbacks yet here at home before they get a little stretch here of playing in or pardon me in Cleveland and New York and then Pittsburgh. So they get the Pirates again, uh, the Guardians and the Mets in that stretch there. So that'll be interesting. That hey, that's, John. Yeah. John, John, I want to ask you something. Yeah, go ahead. At some point here, we got to convince our wives to let me and you get in a rental car and go hit up Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, see, yeah. see, see if the well, Brewers have like a back-to-back Cincinnati. Cle- well, how about Cle- Cleveland, Pittsburgh? That's the closer one, right? Cleveland's up in the well, top corner. I mean, corner Cleveland. Area. Yeah, well, I guess they play AL enough now too. But I want to go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati be fun. The Cincinnati's you know. not that far from my house. It's only like five and a half, six hours, I think. Yeah, they don't it's have. Not, we'll have to just find a time when they go from Cincinnati to Pittsburgh. I don't. I'm not seeing any one of those. Any one of those. I don't want to go to any of the Chicago fields. I I, I hate Wrigley. I hate. <laughs> I hate that 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 industrial park that they call um, wherever the White Sox play. Is um, U.S. Cellular still. I don't know. My if God, changed it. Chicago fans have the audacity to rip on Amfam Field for looking like an aircraft hangar. <laughs> U.S. Well, Cellular. Industrial Park and Monpaw's pretty good tire shop is disgusting. It's sterile. It's not fun. I do not like that stadium. Especially since I'm fun. old enough that I went to Old Comiskey before I got torn down. I so, remember it. I didn't go there, but I remember it. I, Uncle Dave took me there when I was maybe 10. Okay. I had to be young. But either way, I remember going there. They should have saved that park. Because it could be just like, it could be just like, uh, they should have kept that old Tiger Stadium, and then they would have those oh, two stadiums tires. along with uh, um, Boston. Yeah, Fenway. Yeah, Fenway. Fenway because great. those were like the last three real ballparks, and now it's just Fenway. Fenway's great. Well, Chicago Wrigley's in there. It's a neighborhood stadium. Wrigley doesn't. Yeah. Wrigley doesn't look like Wrigley anymore. Now it's like saying Soldier Field is still Soldier Field. It's not. Yeah. Now it looks like a big bedpan. Yeah, Soldier Field's weird looking now, but it it's is still it's better than like moving it out to wherever. Oh, they are not anymore now. I know. You told me this last week. but Now they're talking about like moving out to Schaumburg or something. We'll see. But either way, I would love to go to Cincinnati because I have never spent any time in that city. I would love to go to that game there. Been there. And then Pittsburgh is a haul from there, but I would love to go to Three River Stadium at some point. I think that would be – or PNC Park. PNC Park now. Yeah, Three Rivers. Now we're we're aging ourselves. with. Yeah, right. Exactly. uh, I'm talking about old Kaminsky, old Tiger Stadium. Yeah, Three Rivers Stadium. Three Rivers. Uh, sure. Oof. Do the Twins still play at the Metrodome? I don't uh, know. Hey, let's get in a lot of games in the Metrodome. Watch a game yeah. at the Kingdome. You know why not? <laughs> Astros, Astrodome, right? Yeah, why, not? why not? May as why well. Not? You know the what? old Court Forty Five. Miami has a team. That's BS. Now, they aren't even in the first stadium they played in because they played with the uh, where the Dolphins played. They played yeah, at Dolphin they, Stadium, right? 
And then they got this new giant monstrosity with all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, well, remember when they first opened it up, too? Like, they had the, the wildest... Remember, uh, Joe Carlos Stanton started off in Miami. Yep. And he wasn't hitting the home runs because the power alleys were like 430 or some crazy <laughs> crap like that. Like they had to move the the the, the walls in. Yeah. Which and they're at sea level. Miami's <laughs> sea <Yeah>. level. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna go as far. Like you put a power alley at 430 in Colorado, sure. I get it. Dante <laughs> Bichette turned into a near Hall of Famer when he moved out to Colorado. I saw him play in Milwaukee. Also, <laughs> now I'm really dating myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, saw John Jaha, Dante Bichette. I saw those yes. guys. I had a Dante Bichette. Uh, I really wish they'd put up a sign in left field that trade. said Vaughn's Valley. Jeez. I remember Vaughn's Valley yeah. when I was a kid. I was having flashbacks to that when I was walking out of the stadium yesterday. In case anybody's wondering, Greg Vaughn used to be a just a massive left fielder for the left fielder. Yeah, left fielder yeah. for yeah. Uh, the Brewers back in the early '90s, mid '90s, and. He was good for one thing and one thing only, John. What was that? Home runs. Home runs. Yeah. Right. To left he, field. So yeah. they named left field in Old County Stadium Vaughn's Valley. Yeah, he was. He could that's hit. where all his home runs went. And then he, he went to, to the Padres after that. Yes, he did. He actually had a pretty good pretty good run in the yeah, uh, nice career. MLB. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's really all we've got for uh, anything for this week for our, our major events, but we'll wrap up. Just a couple little things that we're going to do in the segment of our show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, for last call, the one other thing that we do have going is other baseball, which is Northwoods League. Um, I was just looking through some of the, the teams here, and one thing I found fun is the Green Bay Rockers, which we mentioned last week, they used to be uh, the Green Bay Booyah, and they, before that, they were the Green Bay Bullfrogs, and the, they're the Rockers now. And I love this. Cool. They literally have concerts before each game. That's fantastic. So they have a the home done, boys. the home tour uh, today. They had Ian Seaholm, uh, and tomorrow, the, well, which would be the twentieth, would be a backstage pass. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Uh, and then the twenty first, they have. Green Bay Rock School. How great is that? Just cool. try to look some of these names, see if they got any good ones. The Third Wheels, the Dueling Piano, New Dueling Pianos, Jeremiah Jams Band, uh, Spark Spark Bang. <laughs> Polka like that Bang. One. A To Be Determined Polka Band. That's awesome. Like it. Audio Chunk. Almost Normal. That's good. I like that. Uh, conscious Pilot. Which is good to have. You want a conscious pilot. <laughs> I like that, man. That's good. That's uh, good wordplay. I like that. I like it. That's that is wonderful, wonderful wordplay. That play. is fantastically nice. done. So, yes. Um, Green Bay Rockers uh, took advantage of the fact that... Um, they, conscious pilot was playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You got to take advantage of that first off and foremost. Uh, just try to, They took advantage of that and actually ended up taking the lead in the Great Lakes West. They're 12 and 8 now, which puts them a half game of the Madison Mallards, who are 12 and 9. Uh, looking at some of the games this last week here, just going through a couple of the teams. Um, the Mallards, they had a, they got to play against uh, the Kalamazoo Growlers and Lakeshore Chinooks. Uh, they had a home and home against the Chinooks where Chinooks took the first one, uh, two to one, and the Mallards 
in Madison at Warner Park win 11 to 3. Uh, they ha- they welcome in the uh, Kalamazoo Growlers, which I would expect to be a growler of beer, but it is the face of a bear. Oh, uh, boo. Yeah, they win both uh, 3-1 to one and 10-7, to seven, and then they go and beat our favorite named team, the Fond du Lac Dock Spiders, at Her Baker Field. Her Baker Field. Uh, so that's a 7-2 to win for the Mallards. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm impartial. Well, in, within the state of Wisconsin... Yeah, Doc Spiders, I think, wins. That's such Bloyd a good really, name. Boy, really upgraded from Snappers. They were the Snappers forever. Back to be, they were the Bloyd, Bloyd Brewers was their last name, I think, nice. before they were the Bloyd Snappers. Now they're the Sky Carp, <laughs> which is a nickname yes. for a Canadian, which is a nickname for a Canadian goose. Oh. Or, or Canada goose. You taught me that. Canada goose, after yeah. John Canada. Yeah. Um, but some some Canada geese do not migrate and they stay on the rock river all year round. <laughs> and they look, refer to them as sky carp. That's awesome. So that's out there, but it all pales in comparison to the greatest name ever. The Huntsville trash pandas. So, that's good. But that's, or, that's no, minor. Rocket, no, sorry. The rocket city trash, pandas. rocket city trash Excuse pandas, me. rocket Trav- city trash pandas, like Huntsville, Alabama. Traverse city pit spitters is good though. That's Ooh, a good that's one. Good. I like that. Yeah. Too. I don't know. I, because well, everyone, if you don't know, Huntsville is home to a lot of um, engineers that work with NASA rockets, stuff like that. So that's why it's the rocket city trash pandas. Right. And Huntsville yep. used to be one of the brewers affiliates back in the day. Um, but uh yeah, those are yeah, all no, minor that, league teams, though. Yeah, Dan, the, Dan, the, who's the minor league team that plays the games where they're all the goofy rules? Oh, the banana, the Savannah Bananas. The Savannah Bananas. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, that's the the one that travels around and just plays weird all star teams and does weird stuff all the time. Right. They they're they're that's an independent a... league, but they have crazy rules where every game is done in like an hour and a half. Oh, maybe it's not that the the Savannah Bananas are the fun one. They just tour, um, and they basically were offered some sort of giant deal where the guy could have sold the league. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a, really a league; it's it's a traveling, like like a, a Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. They do weird oh. stuff. They're just super funny. They have amazing, you know, celebrations and different things that they do. Well, I, it's a weird. I, I, I want to say I want to say, and we'll look into this for a future podcast, or we won't. But I want to say that they were like looking at some of the things that they did to speed up games in minor league and major league oh, baseball. Well, that's not what that's I was where, they, where they stole some of the ideas from was from them because they didn't have the XFL, you know, to okay. steal from. So <laughs> I want to say, I want to say something like that. Oh, maybe that's where the idea of putting someone at second base came from. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Like it was either way, like their games are, yeah, they're all-star. I, I forget the part that they're all-star, but it was something about how their games move super fast because they want to keep everybody's attention. Yeah. My uh, God. Oh, hey, by the way, sorry, you finish saying what you're going to say, and I'll, I'll I'll wrap up everything I had to I'll say well, about that. The sounds great. Uh, the other teams, like Wausau Woodchucks, had a couple <laughs> games. They managed to stay just slightly ahead of the Wisconsin Rapids Rafters. They get a win tonight, the 19th, 11-5 uh, over the Rafters at Athletic Park in Wausau. They did just lose to the Dock Spiders, one nothing. They Previously beat the Dock Spiders back in Wausau, though, 11-2, and had a uh, 9-4 loss at home against Rockford Rivets. Uh, some of the other teams playing here, we've got the uh, Rapids, as we saw last week, really built themselves back up, was doing very well, got themselves right in position to be back in first. 
Then they take a 4-3 loss against the Kalamazoo Growlers. They split with the Lakeshore Chinooks at Witterfield in Wisconsin Rapids, a 7-3 win, then a 9-7 loss, and then the loss I just mentioned with the Woodchucks up in Wausau. Uh, we've got the Lakeshore Chinooks, which we've mentioned before. That's the team that Robin Yount has worked with previously. Like He has a, an affiliation with this team. Uh, they, they had that split there before that. They uh, had the Mallards we mentioned as well, uh, and they had a little series before that where they lost two in a row to uh, the rafters before that. So right now as things are sitting here, you know, the, the great lakes West is the one where is all Wisconsin teams green Bay on top, followed by Madison followed by the woodchucks. who are also 12 and nine rap uh, rapids rafters are now 10 and 10. Uh, and then the Chinooks at 11 and eight. And sadly the dock spiders hanging in at six and 15 other Wisconsin teams, the uh, Eau Claire Express, are 9-10 and 10 in fourth place in the Great Plains East. Loggers still in last place in the East uh, at 6-12. and 12. I think that that's all the ones there that are Wisconsin teams. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I always forget Kenosha because they're all alone in the Great Lakes East. Uh, and they are 8-11. Oh, yeah, and 11. Right. Uh, All the other teams there are, are Michigan teams, though. So that's they're, right. They they're play all the lower the, the LP teams, right? Yeah, they play Yeah, all the, all the guys in the mitten. But they're funny. If you think about the Kingfish, their mascot's the one that A.J. Dillon just truck-sticked. If you remember that from Twitter a couple of years back. Right. I mean, it was last year. It was last year. It, they had, like, the on their backs, he gets up, and A.J. Dillon just put a shoulder into him and drove that kid to the ground, yep. which is crazy. Um, which is almost as crazy as having a halftime entertainment where you have your mascot pretend to have a UFC fight uh, against a what's his face and then get a concussion and actually have to go to the hospital, which <laughs> actually happened during the NBA finals. Um, I'm forgetting his name now because I don't watch a lot of it, but he's the, the one that everybody knows the from Conor um, McGregor, Conor McGregor actually punched the mascot and knocked him to the ground and gave him a concussion. And he actually had to be removed and taken to the hospital. Like What? <laughs> Well, <laughs> you punched and, out a mascot. And where, and, and where was it where someone told Connor, hey, there's not a lot between the foam and the face. Peel her back a, peel her back a couple notches there. Yeah, mask. right. Even, Make even it last. Con- even though Connor's a little past his prime, dude could still punch, man. <laughs> Maybe don't really punch the mascot. It's a joke bit. You're fighting a guy in a giant mask. Let it go. Yeah. Or, all right. What were yeah. you going to say, Aaron? You had something else you were going to add here. I'm all no, wrapped actually, up with that, Actually, you just, you, 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 uh, this is going to be a good segue because talking about mascots getting busted up, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the sausage race. First thing yeah. I for, completely forgot to say this. So if you can get a Saturday three o'clock game, like we did, uh, against pirates this week, showing up in the third inning, third inning, very underrated. Okay. <laughs> now we say this because I say this and I, I know I'm being completely hypocritical because we always rip on Dodgers fans, other major markets for showing up late, right? Whether it be traffic or whatever and whatnot, you know, Dodgers because their games started like four o'clock, you know, on national TV. In the I morning. get it. I get no, it. I Third inning is the best time to show up because unless something happens in the first two innings, usually the pitchers are on their game for the first two innings. And there's a lot of, uh, smacking the ball around a lot of it, the, the first two innings are feeling out, and plus they don't have a lot of stuff during the half innings 
at especially at Amfam Field. Like it's just oh, uh, guess the ball under the hat. Actually, that one's not bad. <laughs> no, that one's okay. Everybody the kids, does it. The kids, the kids really get into that one. But it's just like the first two three innings. There's not a whole lot going on. Like that stadium gets really riled up around like the fourth inning, and then. Of course, uh, sixth inning, you have the sausages. Seventh inning, roll out the barrel. Um, all the other stuff, too. Plus, whenever they set in the later innings, when they start cycling out pitchers and relievers come in, they have relief pitcher dance party, which the kids <laughs> <Okay>. love. <laughs> and so, yeah, underrated, showing up in the third inning. Nah, I'm not Very gonna do underrated. That. Show up in the third inning with all the drunks that are rolling in from there <laughs> way too long. <laughs> A tailgate party outside it was the only thing he's got to make sure that it, so we got uh so saturday was the indiana jones uh craig council bobblehead night yep. and that was you pay for that that's on your ticket that's not a first thirty thousand people through the door so you have to be careful for that you if if, if there's a, a, a time limit or a person limit on how many things that they're giving out get your get your butt through the get get your butt through the uh gates on the first inning otherwise if you've already paid for it, they got to give it to you. So, you know, show up yeah. a little bit later. Plus by then, yeah, it was great. Anyhow, and then after that, Saturday, Sausage Race. This is top shelf, John. Okay. If you have not looked at it yet, folks, go to at John Arias, um, A-R-I-A-S. Uh, Arias is how he says his last yeah. name. <laughs> no. But I shared it on mine, too. You guys can find it there. Saturday, Sausage Race was a boondoggle of an event, and – I was telling John before, if you had had Jim Gaffigan, oh, did you see that Jim Gaffigan's going to be touring with Jerry Seinfeld? Oh, yes, I did. Yep. Maybe we should do that before Cincinnati and Pittsburgh for games. Anyways, okay, we'll um, see. <laughs> if, you put, if you put Jim Gaffigan out on the field telling jokes, you wouldn't have got as much laugh as you did. So right off the bat, Trezo's out in front, Cinco, as he used to be called, out in front, coming around home plate, he's got the inside edge. And Frank and uh, the hot dog and the eye tie, no, the Italian sausage. The Italian sausage, yeah. Come around the outside, and they get ahead of him. They pass him on the outside, while Trezo gets a second burst of energy and plows between them, and his big fat hat knocks them both down. And Trezo, uh, uh, Italian sausage, and bratwurst hit the deck yep they're all down and polish and, and no, polish and hot dog stayed up polish and hot dog stayed up and uh hot dog ended up winning which also leads me to another point that apparently polish has the worst record ever in sausage race history like he never wins even when the three other people are down so it was absolute carnage there's hot dogs there's hot there's sausages on the ground People are screaming at the top of their lungs and hot dog ends up winning backwards, running backwards. Cause he almost fell down too. And ended up crossing the finish line, like half sideways because he was still kind of tripping and falling fast forward to Sunday. I'm sitting on there in two Oh eight. And the guy behind me, his best friend's son was in Trezo the day before. <laughs> okay. And we ran into Chorizo in the parking lot outside before we went into the game. He still had stains all over his jersey, and the Brewers fans, or the Brewers crew, the Brew crew, you know, the stadium crew was saying, "Yeah, we got to get a new jersey. Like this thing's all messed up. There's blood all over it and everything." The guy behind me in 208, his best friend's son was in Chorizo when they wiped out, and he had a picture of him down in the infirmary underneath the stadium. 
because he got all busted up. It was all just rug. It was just all, you know, like if you slide in, if you've ever played softball with shorts on or baseball with shorts on, you don't slide because it'll tear up your legs, right? You're sliding across dirt. So he had rashes all over him, but he had a big smile on his face because that's the best story he's going to ever have in his life. So, and then to top it off on Sunday, they do the thing where the big sausages run and then they take off on the little sausages and they finish. They also had a pile up <laughs> on the way to the finish line. So sausage race, uh, super fun this weekend. Uh, lots of drama, lots of yeah. drama. So. And as we remember now, they all do have names. They don't, I guess, use them much on anything, but all the racing well, sausages yeah, have a name. Because one's not good. <laughs> right. It's not the greatest. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's like, yeah, Frankie and Frankie's the hot dog. Frankie's the hot dog. Uh, the Italian sausage's name is Guido, which they don't use that much because no. that's a bit of a slur. But uh, the Polish sausage is Stash, which is, you know, if you're doing Polish, I mean, Stash and Rosie are, are the yeah. couple. It's uh, like Goldie and Lena if you're up north, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're, there. Yeah, if you're Norwegian, that's where it was. But, yeah, it's Stash and Rosie are on, you know, if you're in Point and Plover. Uh, but, yeah, then was it um, – the, the the other Brad one, Brett Brett Brett, 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 Brett Worst, and then yeah, Brett Cinco Worst. is just I mean the the least imaginative name and is then, Cinco. Well, because well, well Treza was the last one added. Yeah, because he's number five. He, he wears five, so they call him Cinco. Four. It used to, there used to be just the four of them, yep. and then they added Treza at the end with his giant hulking hat, <laughs> and they just called him Cinco. Yep, so fun. Yep. I got right. and that's who I always cheer for. I always cheer for Cinco. Cinco won on Sunday, by the way. There After creating the carnage on Saturday, he won on Sunday. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, everybody, for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Uh, we hope to see you again next week. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not Some Humble Host and Aaron at Cheddar Talk. Uh, thank everybody who joins us every week from uh, Wisconsin, around the country, and around the globe. Uh, we're always grateful oh, to have hey, you with speaking us. Of, speaking around the globe, John, I don't yeah. I rarely interrupt you at the end. No, we're good. Hey, friend of the show, Pete, I was hanging out in your uh, neighborhood down uh, by Oklahoma and South Milwaukee this weekend. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Uh, just remember that whether you're ta- on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.